on the big three stories that everyone is talking about right now. How do we convince people who flew with the coronavirus index case to come forward? Why do so many Nigerians have no problems battering children? And is Nasarawa right to keep Okada until there is an alternative? Uh, first story is your daily update on the coronavirus. We're waiting uh, the Niger- for the Nigeria Center for disease control uh, to release their daily report but here was uh, their official statement about uh, the state of things by the end of yesterday so there's still only one confirmed case in the whole country that was the index case who flew into the country Uh, there have been a total of 17 suspected cases all 17 uh, suspected cases have been limited to four states Lagos, Ogun, Kano and the FCT of the 148 passengers and crew on the flight with the index case, 48 have been interviewed. The NSCDC says it is making progress in keeping track of all contacts of the index case. And as you may have heard by now, the CEO of the NCDC has returned from China where he was part of a technical mission from the World Health Organization. And as part of standard procedure, Chikwe Ihekwazu was uh, has restricted himself to his home for 14 days. I really like how NCDC is engaging the media and the public right and so so a lot of the misinformation people have um, put out on social media in the last couple of hours have been debunked uh, because um, this is day seven of his um, quarantine and so he's got seven more days to go put out a tweet saying I'm working uh, from home and I know a number have been asking questions why did he go to China but if you know the work the NCDC has been involved in they usually go to places where they have uh, their um, expertise required where they can get learn lessons. Same it happened with Ebola. Nigeria did send a number of um, medical personnel, I recollect, to Liberia and Sierra Leone. So he went to China and he got some valuable lessons, which he said uh, in the tweet is passed on to the Ministry of Health and helping Nigeria understand what uh, to do. And so, um, I, I, just as I came in, I was listening to, um, I think it was CNN or BBC saying that Italy is considering um, shutting down all its schools in the next couple of um, maybe for the end of today. Well, they've banned kisses. Yeah, so in France, right? Yeah. So no more kissing. <laughs> uh, I, I think maybe we may have just dodged the bullet um, in, in the way this has happened for us. Um, the NCDC is saying that only of the 31 suspected case of coronavirus in the country, um, all of them have tested negative. So um, I, I was talking with Dr. Fred the other day saying after 14 days, um, we can then say we're corona free because. If we don't have any new cases, uh, that's the next step for us to get to. And it will be huge to imagine that we don't have anyone um, down with coronavirus. The other West African country, Senegal, has got a second case reported. And we are still uh, uh, basking in the euphoria of one. But when I tend to think about the, the measures in terms of the containment going on in several parts of the world, I'm... I'm frightened at the prospect of what will happen to anyone's business, economy or life when 
you have to go through those, uh, those uh, drastic uh, measures in preventing the spread of the virus. Well, we are going to talk about the effect on businesses at 5 p.m. today uh, when we uh, play you a special report from the newsroom. But also, if you go to the NCDC's, uh, DC's uh, Twitter handle, they have posted a video that answers all the frequently asked questions about the outbreak and what they're doing to stop it. So right now, um, the suspected cases are only in four states. Three of those states have an international airport. And the other one, Ogun, is right next to Lagos with a lot of traffic going back and forth so it's really like everyone expected you know the the the, the big uh, threats is at the airport Sakobo. yeah the big th- big threat are the airport and um so they've, they've ramped up a lot of stuff going on at the airport if you've been to the airport recently you'll see that uh, a lot of what they're doing is to make sure that this doesn't happen especially if you're coming from countries where uh, the coronavirus is said uh, to have um, affected a number of people uh, ju- just a short while ago the world health organization's head um, Tedros Guerriasus, um, you know, he was asked a question on comparing this coronavirus, the effect to the seasonal flu. And he said, yeah, even though the seasonal flu is easier to contact, this is more deadlier because 3.4% is what they're saying now. Uh, the, the disease that comes from the virus uh, will kill people uh, than those who uh, get infected from uh, the seasonal flu, which is just a single percent. Um, so I'm also thinking in terms of what, what goes on at the airport for those who are coming in. Uh, there's been the question whether do we quarantine those people as they come into the country or do we wait for them uh, to report ill before that happens. Mm. Um, in terms of resources available on ground in the four major or international airports in the country, how uh, can they go around that with the resources they have. Meanwhile, uh, government people are not playing with their personal protection. Yesterday, uh, I told you that the National Assembly is adjourned in plenary for two weeks. Yeah. Today, the executive did their normal Wednesday neck meeting, oh, yeah. but the ministers were all screened. Yeah. They did temperature check. They right. sanitized their hands twice. Mm-hmm. First at the Asso Rock Gate, yeah. then in the complex itself. Nobody won't die, I will go. Nobody won't die. But I, I'm thinking, why didn't they do this with Lassa fever? Mm, good question. You know, Lassa Maybe they don't have key. rats. No, because it's international. They like the international flavor of this disease. Maybe you know? they don't have rats. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. A lot of people are yeah. very worried about those missing passengers. Agogo. We yeah. heard from Dr. Hikwazu yesterday from his self-isolation. Yep. And he said that we shouldn't worry. But Nigerians are really not happy that these hundred or so people have not come forward. Yeah. And government seems unable to track and then, them. And there's another thing. Many of those guys, I understand, also have... Gone, gone out of the country too. Mm. The number of foreigners who just came in and then went out again. Do you, you know, know that so yesterday, lots of callers were saying that um, people must be afraid. And we have government um, uh, saying that they're thinking about publishing their names. But some people are saying that that would be a violation of privacy. But I look at a country mm. like Singapore. Singapore is battling the outbreak as well. And they're doing better than most countries. Do you know the government has published the names and addresses of every Everybody who contracted the virus. And now software developers have used that data to build an app that keeps everybody safe, everybody else safe, by showing you the areas in town to avoid because somebody was infected in that area of town. Is that something we could do here? Put people's names and addresses out there. Yes. Ah. We still don't know the name of the Italian man. We're still referring to him as the Italian man. Yeah. But everybody knows Patrick Sawyer's name. Yeah, which, unfo- which was unfortunate. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of safety concerns here. I mean, putting people's names and addresses out is not exactly um, 
a wise thing to do in these days of insecurity in the country. People just come knocking your door the following day and say, <laughs> I saw your name. And uh, also you get Ebola. Yeah, you know. Let's, mean, let's read you yeah. of the world or something uh, in that in that nature. Well, there's a lot more uh, to say about the coronavirus. We're going to get into all of that at five. For now, let's uh, talk to you. What do you think uh, government should do about the missing passengers? I'm not talking about punishment now. You cannot punish people that you have not caught. And in fact, you can't even convince somebody to stop running if they think that you're going to punish them. So how do we convince these people to come forward? How do we make them feel less fear and feel feel comfortable coming forward our numbers are 01277 0993 01277 1993 01277 2993 and 01277 3993 it is 28 minutes past three stay right here on the big three on 99.3 cherry info this is the big three the big three on the hard facts on 99.3 nigeria info our first story on the big three was your daily update of the coronavirus outbreak. And we have Obina waiting to talk to us. Hello, Obina. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello. Yes, hello, Obina. We're hearing you. Go ahead. Okay. Good afternoon, Obina. Yes, uh, you mentioned uh, the coronavirus Italian man. Mm-hmm. Actually, you must know the name of this Italian man. No, it's not a scam. And we're not going to let you say that on national radio. It most definitely is not. If it's a scam, the WHO will not be in on it. Uh, the rest of the world will not be pointing to Nigeria as an example of how to get a corona outbreak right. So, no, that's it's not a scam. Uh, try not to repeat that. Our second story, the Lagos state government has arrested and arraigned a woman for battering her son and leaving him with severe injuries. The case stems from a video that went viral on Facebook that showed a young boy bleeding from serious injuries. The neighbor who shot the video claimed the boy's mother, Baliki Sumusa, had beaten him the day before with a plank covered with nails. She had allegedly refused to take him to the hospital. Balikisu is now facing one count of assault at the Oba Magistrate's Court and has pled not guilty. According to the eyewitness, her husband, the boy's stepfather, also confessed to torturing the boy by using pliers on his private parts but was not arrested or charged. They should lock them up and throw away the key, I think. Yeah, this, is, this is a very disturbing story. Um, First, first and foremost, the good thing is uh, it, it was through social media this happened, and uh, um, the agency of um, the state got to get got away of this through that. Went to the home, and the rest, like you you put out, um, is what we're dealing with now. So uh, I'm I'm also concerned with the fact that uh, well, good it happened through social media, but the neighbors must have seen this happening. And what is even more shocking is that there are organs, there are arms in the state, there is an existing law, domesticated child rights law, which is in existence, which means people by now should know that they can call on these agencies and prosecution has happened in the past and still happens. So why didn't they make this information known to the agencies involved? I've, I've had people say things like, well, we don't want them to know it was us who reported it. But those um, lines that they do give out many times are anonymous and offers you the opportunity opportunity not to let yourself be known. 
and you can make those reports known. I've done it before, and I've seen them go into action to go uh, release someone who was in custody. And very importantly, children's rights are human rights. So I don't, I don't understand when people say, like a number of uh, comments I've seen online saying things like, well, you know that the parents have the responsibility to train their children and they use the religious magazine. Yeah, uh, but I think a lot know. of people need to learn that yeah. there's a difference between discipline and torture. Yeah. They also need to remember that children are children. You have people hitting children in ways that they wouldn't even hit an adult. Ch- children that have, is much yeah. stronger. Yeah. She used a plank with nails, yes. Agogo. How can anybody yes. do that? Absolutely How can anybody think that that is acceptable? Atrocious. I know people say things like, you know, but look, there's an existing law. Children's rights are human rights. The child has right to association, has every right, just like as an adult, uh, their rights are also enshrined in law. So anyone who goes around bashing the child the back of the head or doing all of those things should be ready to face the consequences when things go wrong. And people can say, we did not know. That's why this happened. Mm. You know, I, I mean, we can go back several months and see that this is was still happening in an urban area, not even the rural area, we can say there is lack of information. Another thing that we should they put out also importantly is the fact that um, um, the, the different actors here, the police and the rest of them, will have to scale up what they're doing in response to what the children go through many times when these sort of things happen. Because we've had the horror stories many times when they go to the police station too, and the police say, what? And they say, because you're a bad child, you have to go through this sort of thing also too. So they also haven't helped uh, matters. But the more we get this sort of thing going on and people are charged, you know, for this sort of thing, maybe a lesson will be learned quicker. You know, I've talked to child psychologists and parenting coaches and a lot of them are very concerned about the way that many Nigerian parents approach discipline. This woman said she hit her 12-year-old on the head with a plank because he was not paying attention Mm. and he was not obeying her. Mm. But the child psychologists will tell you that that's how children are. You have to train children to pay attention. You have to train them patiently. With children, you cannot allow yourself to get so angry that you want to beat them up like they are an armed robber now. But what's puzzling me about this whole story is that the stepfather is still a free man. According to Eyewitnesses Agogo, the kid said the man used pliers on him. Mm. The kid showed them the injury Mm. and the stepdad admitted to it. He told them it's a free world. A free world, Agogo. Free to torture a kid and yeah. he wasn't arrested the, the family courts in Lagos I guess when they get to any of the family courts which we know those sort of things will eventually come up um, whatever he says in the court of public opinion will still have to get tested in um, the real uh, court so it's still not huru for him like they say <laughs> probably will be uh, joining the suit eventually in a later case but I'm sure it's something that a lot of people will follow in, in the family courts, which I know are six or six or eight of them presently in the state. Lagos, I need to hear from you. Where do we draw the line? At what point do we say that physical discipline of a child has gone too far? Do you beat your children? Do you beat them while you are still angry? Or do you wait to stop being angry before you beat your children? Do you believe it is wrong to beat children? What could make a mother hit her own child in the head with a plank. 01277 and 01277 Hello to you. 99.3, hello. 
Hello, good afternoon. Sandra. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Please go ahead. I think, um, apart from prosecuting that woman, I think she should be sent to a psychiatric hospital. Okay. Um, I want, I want, I want to believe she has a problem because mm. um, I don't see that as a normal behavior. Mm. Something is wrong. Uh, for some people who behave that way, you know, anger is um, a junior brother to madness. <laughs> so if you don't have take it away from the road, mm. it will destroy something. Mm. So that's what I want to say. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for calling to say it. We've got Samuel on the line. Hello, Samuel. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Good, Samuel. Please go ahead. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Please yeah. go on. I'm, fi I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Please, I just want to contribute on the woman that I uh, beat her. Uh, yeah, the pedophile child. Yes, go ahead. Well, this, uh, they should examine that woman. Maybe she's psychologically okay. But let's you even know? leave the woman. You know the woman is not alone. You hear stories about people who put pepper in their children's uh, private parts. You hear people who use wire to beat them up. Where do we draw the line between physical discipline and torture? See, At no, what point what do I, we say that I physical discipline, say, discipline has gone too far? They have charged the woman to court, right? Mm -hmm. If they should give the woman a serious penalty mm. that will serve as a deterrent to others, I think that such issue will be will, will stop be coming but up. If they didn't do that, I don't think. Well, because most most people, most, I don't know, I don't know how people behave. How would you beat your child? The child you gave birth to, beat mm. him to their sender. Do you have children, Samuel? Do you have children? Yeah, I have children. I know how to treat my children. Do you beat your yeah, children? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't beat my children. I can't even try that. Hmm. I can't try it. I know how to I caution them. I know, you know, children, hmm. they want to do, even when you are cautioning them, when you are telling them, don't do this, they hmm. want to do it. Hmm. They want to try it. Hmm. So you just need to call them, talk to them. Gradually, gradually, before you know it, they will adapt to, to that. Mm. They will adapt to them. Beating them is not the, 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 the solution. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> Let's talk to another Samuel. This one's in Moe. Hello, Samuel. Hello. Thanks for calling Good us. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. Uh, Hi. Uh, Good afternoon. Let's go ahead, Samuel. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon. Go Hello. ahead. <laughs> Uh, sometime last week, you mm. were asking certain questions uh, whether we have heard from the station or from, from the federal authority mm. of government on what to do on this or uh, this place uh, that is uh, outside. Mm. I tell you, in this country, we are not prepared until something happens. What you are doing now is that we are responding to what has happened. Okay. Since uh, 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 steps are supposed to have been taken, even two weeks, three months back, mm. is what we are just taking now. It's just too bad. Uh, as for the children, beating a child, is there is nothing wrong in it. Even the Bible something. But you must, when you want to beat a child, must be commensurate with. Probably the offense, not even commentary with uh, the, I mean, the size of the child. Mm. You cannot use a sledgehammer to kill a fly. You mm. cannot use a sledgehammer to kill a fly, he says. Chidima Fred is in Moe as well. Hello, Chidima. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Thank you. Mm. I think that parents should draw a line between 
disciplining their children and torturing them. Mm -hmm. Discipline appropriate for their ages is very important. Mm -hmm. For the woman that used plank to give the child, mm -hmm. I can't even understand a child that you carry for nine months and you will do that. Mm -hmm. And the husband must be arrested too. Mm. Two of them must pay the price mm. and learn as well how to train a child. If they cannot train a child, the government should take away the children from them. Mm. That's it. Mm. If you don't know how to train a child and give the child the appropriate discipline, why have children? Mm. What is appropriate then, discipline, Chidema? Appropriate discipline for a child. Mm. The discipline you give a two-year-old mm -hmm. is different from the one you give a six-year-old. It's different from the one you give a ten-year-old. And when they are going up to 10, 12, mm. you start talking to them more, even from six years, mm -hmm. you start talking more. Mm -hmm. Because if you follow the way children behave, you can kill them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, that's me true. You kill them. Let me talk to Paul. You know, you know could you? Hello, Paul. <laughs> yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, um, this case, you don't, the child doesn't need to be your child for you to treat the child normally. Okay. Yeah, I had some callers saying a child you carry in your womb. It mustn't be your child. Mm -hmm. Every human being deserves a right. So I think the society where we are living is too hostile to, to humanity. Mm -hmm. When you see policemen, the way they mishandle or profoundly individuals mm -hmm. when there is an issue. You see the same thing that is being done at home. So the man should be arrested. The wife also should be sentenced, maybe 20 or 22 years imprisonment. Mm. The government should take over that child. That's number one. Mm. Concerning the coronavirus, mm. I want to ask, when we had Ebola here, we knew the name of the man immediately it happened. We mm. got to, it was a publish. But this man now is almost a week going to two weeks. We're only hearing an Italian, Italian, Italian without identity. So I want to ask if government will be able to tell us who is this man. That's why some people are saying it's a scam. Mm -hmm. Because the man has no identity. But what, 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 but the what will change? man has an identity. What, what will knowing his name change? If it will authenticate. You know, we're living in a society... The rumor is the order of the day. Mm. So in order to kill that rumor and not allow it to circulate and to be believed, mm -hmm. you have to clear some issues. There's some issues, he says. All right, our final story. The governor of Nasarawa State, Abdullahi Sule, has said his government will not be in a hurry to ban motorcycle and tricycles in the state because of the transportation and employment problems the move would cause. Sule was asked about the idea of an Okada and Keke ban as a possible solution for crime and insecurity in the state. And he said, quote, In Nigeria, we want to solve a problem without looking at all the other items. Who are actually the riders of these motorcycles? Where do they go to? If you ban the use of motorcycles in a place like Nasarawa, where there are a lot of streets that are not motorable, how do you expect the people to move? It's a huge city. Nasarawa doesn't have the resources to go and develop most of these places right now. Until we are able to do that, I think it may be unwise for us to say we are banning the use
use of motorcycles. We can say we can ban the use of motorcycles on the highway to avoid some of these conflicts. Yes, we can say that we don't agree with some of the tricycles going on the highways. They are becoming risky by causing accidents. We may not ban motorcycles and tricycles outright. We may ban in certain places where there, there may be a risk of conflict to the people. But in other places where people cannot use any other thing but the motorcycle, we will allow. End of quote. So they're saying no ban until there's an alternative, Abogo. Until they have money to provide for better roads in the state, is what he said. And maybe, which is almost impossible because Nasara just bothers um, Abuja. Many of the towns is called Nyayan, Mararaba, uh, Karu, or places that should have been developed in the real Abuja master plan as places people who work in Abuja can stay and, and commute on a daily basis. But that is unfortunate. And um, it's also a good fortune for them who are uh, rickshaw riders and our motorcycle riders in um, Nasara State to know that nothing can happen to them until they have the resources to develop uh, most of those places in the state. But then, big issue that he's raised also to, um, with respect to um, what will happen, um, his plan to deal with people who have antisocial behavior and insecurity in the way they can deal with them is also something to think about. But I think in comparison to what he said, with, what has gone on with Lagos and whether Lagos, for example, was smart in the way it carried out its own plan, uh, was this sustainable? I don't know whether people will agree or not, but people who have um, the rickshaws run the places where they used to run in, um, in some parts of town and have been stopped. Uh, will have better answers. I, I, I also see certain local government and LCDs who have retained the rickshaws and the motorcycles in their local government areas. Um, how the Lagos state government was able to arrive at this decision saying this local government can have this work in here and this cannot have this work in here is something that they uh, will have to put forward on the table to um, satisfy the inquisitive listeners and inquisitive residents of the state who think that they've been unfairly treated in the way the law was applied. And Governor Sule made a point uh, that a lot of the time doesn't get discussed enough. What happens to the riders? When the Okada ban in Lagos is discussed, the supporters often want to say, well, a lot of these Okada riders are criminals. But obviously, the majority of them cannot be criminals. The majority are simply Okada riders using that honest job to feed themselves and their families. So if you suddenly stop that work, how will they feed themselves? Some would say uh, you just made it more likely to, uh, for them uh, to become criminals. Sagogo. Mm. And then that governor, the governor Sule, made a, a big point about motorable roads as well. He said that there are some parts of his state that cars and buses simply cannot get on the roads there mm. because the roads are not great. So the idea of banning the only transport that can go to those places simply doesn't make any sense because mm. it will be a very serious inconvenience for his citizens. Mm. And that got me thinking about all the people here in Lagos that have been trekking more than normal for the past month. Remember, Agogo? rainy season is coming or yeah it's on the way uh, so a big question on what we can do uh, which is the same argument we have with different forms of, of development when it gets abused whether it's in housing what happens to the squatters uh, when they are thrown out of their accommodation what happens to the illegal transportation operators in the way the plan is so in the transportation plan for this dealing with this um, traffic or transportation problem uh did they take into consideration what will happen to the people so the same way the americans and the western world went on with the beautiful the garden beautiful movement of the great american park system where they wanted to beautify the env entire environment and forgot about the people who were living in all these places that they were going to you know relocate from those places 
in their future plans put together redevelopment rehabilitation in a new system called integration so maybe we apply that same sort of method in transportation planning saying all right we want to redevelop we want to rehabilitate they have huge cost on human life in terms of the dislocation of people from their physical places or social spaces and integrate and maybe integration will mean giving them um, another means of transport to work with which is what the state government has called lawful but um, that's still a discussion we're not, we haven't had yet. Do you agree with Governor Sule of Nasarawa that it is better to wait for an alternative and for the road network to be finished before banning Okada and Keke? Which approach do you prefer? Lagos or Nasarawa? 0127-0993-0127-1993-0127-2993 and 0127-3993. If you are on WhatsApp, send us a message there. WhatsApp is 080 9575825 and Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Tommy is in Ikeja. Hello, Tommy. Thanks for calling us. Hello. Yes, welcome. Go ahead. Okay, thank you for um, this um, discussion today. I've been trying to um, call in mm. even while you were talking about the child abuse. Go ahead. Mm. So, um, you mentioned, you asked a question that mm. how should parents um, discipline their children where should we draw the line punishing a child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and torturing the child and going overboard disciplining the child and torturing the child mm-hmm. I think discipline should be done in law okay. if you are disciplining your child it should be based on the fact that you want a better future mm. for the child mm. now children naturally would not even listen the creator said it I mean it's in the bible I don't know if it's in the other books mm. that, you know, naturally there's foolishness in their mind. They, they will naturally not want to listen. But you have to, you know, come up with ways mm. of making them understand that what you are saying. Because sometimes you can beat a child and still the child just gets more hardened mm. and more hardened. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? There was a time I, ha- I had one of my children. I tried to communicate um, a lot of things to her and I realized that like she just never wanted to listen. So mm. I, I had to pray about it. That how do I communicate this thing to mm. the child? And you? I got a you know an idea from a teacher okay. that you could reward or uh, reward her for a good um, for what she's doing that is good, and also um, give her certain um, mm. penalty. Mm. I hope I hope you rewarded the teacher. Reward. <laughs> I hope you rewarded the teacher for her her ingenious advice. <laughs> I will have to do that. And, you know, she would say, she said something like, um, she, my daughter came home and said, my teacher gave me 10 black stars. Mm. I said, why? She said, because I was talking in class mm. and when I'm not supposed to be talking. So, and I said, so what's the meaning of these black stars? She said, at the end of the term, if a child has 50 black stars, um, mm. 50 colorful stars, mm. she's going to get a prize. Mm. But if, you have ba- black stars for bad behavior. Mm. The black stars we cancel out the colorful stars, and mm. she was already working towards the fifty uh, colorful stars. So she has forty-one colorful <laughs> stars, but ten black stars oh. reduce that colorful stars. Oh. Ah, so I so she had incentive at- to be good. Yeah. Yes, I started black stars at home. <laughs> so, I-, I told that the meaning of my black stars. I'm going to implement this too. Saturday for you. No park, no ice cream. If you get up to 10 black stars 
in a day or you know in a yeah. day mm-hmm. and you can actually cancel all your saturdays for the whole year wow so i'm uh, i'm just recording it okay. so she uh, is it working i'm going to i'm going I mean, to implement this one to you more than this if is... i beat her huh. i say you have one black star now mm. She would beg and, and tell you, I will do, I will change. Oh. I will do that. Oh. I will, and you tell her, okay, you already have nine. Oh. Yeah. So one, you have just one black star to go today. Oh, so, God. Sister, mm-hmm. mind yourself. <laughs> she would, so there, we have to come up with ways. With innovative yeah. ways. Training yeah. our children. There are people yeah. who have slapped their child and the child became deaf. Very true. And they live with the regret. Mm. We think that they didn't slap the child at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So we just have to come up with ways of um, dealing with these children mm. in love. Mm. What's your motive? Mm. Why will you get a plank with um, nails? Mm. What mm. kind of what are you trying to mm. correct? The child and was then, not paying attention. That's what mm. she was trying to paying correct. Paying attention. You know, it could be really annoying yeah. when the child is not paying attention. Mm. Yes. And I, I, I really believe like one of the colors. In, in fact, and there's, there's a program. There's a pro- yes. There's a program we have here on Saturday mornings by ten. The lecture. The dyslexia show. And you hear so many things about why children don't pay attention. And for all you know, the child uh, could have a disorder. Mm. Uh, And it also comes to um, illiteracy. Yes. And people believe in different kinds of craziness. You know, some people, their pastor would have told them the child is a witch or a wizard. And then you inflict pain if you want him to change. Mm. So Mm. so people's minds have been brainwashed. And that is where the um, good government comes in. in. How are we educating people when they go to the uh, hospital to have their babies? What exactly do we tell them? Mm. What appointments? You know, there was a time um, when I had my first child, I didn't have her in Nigeria. So I I was given appointments and I was told, you come back six months, Mm. you come back. And then after two years, you will come back. Mm. And then the pediatrician will speak with you and Mm. speak with the child Mm. and Mm. probably even advise you. But, yeah, I came here and we will go to the hospital for our immunization. And they, they will just give you the next appointment for the next immunization. Mm. And, and then, <laughs> there's nothing like, after and the and immunization, make, there is no sing, appointment. They make you sing song and dance, eh? <laughs> yeah. You get, okay, so what, what's the essence of the song? Oh, Quite the goodness. thing, Tommy. Thank you so much for calling. It's a five-star uh, contribution I feel Tommy. like it's a big conversation to be had. And we're going to find the time to have this conversation on Hard Facts because there's a lot to be said about disciplining children. All right, coming up is the glass ceiling at four. Let's listen to 60 women tell you what they would like uh, a Nigeria to change to make the lives of women better. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. And I'm Aroha Obo.